what affects your habits the most is, well, is your behavior, right? Your behavior and your habits are, are tied. What, what creates your behavior is, is your, your feelings, your emotions, your mood, the way you act and react. Welcome, friends, to another episode of Creative Chats. It's the podcast for artists, makers, and content creators, where we talk about creativity, the creative process, and story. I'm your host, Mike Brennan. You can connect with me over on Instagram, I'm at MikeBone, or on my website, which is MikeBrennan.me. Hey, I'd love for you to stop by DailyCreativeHabit.com. I've created several resources with you in mind as a creative person. First, there's a link to our free private Facebook group, called Daily Creative Habit. It is filled with creatives of all types who have raised their hands to say, I wanna show up more consistently for my creativity and craft. And so if that's you, we would love to see you as part of this group. There's also a link to receive our free Daily Creative Habit email newsletter. This goes out twice a week and is filled with resources and inspiration and daily prompts for you as a creative person to make sure that you keep showing up every single day for your creativity. And lastly, there's a link out to the new Daily Creative Habit Guided Creativity Journal. And this is something that I'm really excited about because it's a 90-day journey that you can go on that guides you to plan and show up for your creativity and help you track and help you measure and figure out exactly what it is that you want to do and how you want to do it. This is available right now through Amazon.com. Hey, I got to sit down with Scott Landis for today's episode. And Scott helps uh, business owners, entrepreneurs, just tackle some of the challenges that they can face. And I know as a entrepreneur, creative entrepreneur myself, many of these lessons are difficult to navigate. And especially when you're by yourself. Uh, it's important to surround yourself with some people who have had some experience, who have some insight, who can speak into those moments where we need some clarity and some clear next steps. Uh, and we just have a great conversation around uh, just how he shows up to help some people. And if you're somebody who has struggled with passion, figuring out what your passion is, what your purpose is, doing significant work. Um, we have a great conversation around this today. And Scott uh, helps identify some things that you can put into place that can bring some real clarity and alignment around that for you. And um, we just talk about just the importance of you know growth and leaning into this process. And uh, Scott is really great with not just talking at a high level and a deep level of these things conceptually, but also in giving very practical and strategic steps. As a matter of fact, um, he offers some strategic planning for people who are looking to get some of that clarity, some alignment. And so be sure to listen to the end of the episode where Scott leaves us with a uh, link where you can go to sign up for free. Um, and, you know, I highly encourage you lean into this conversation, take some notes and be involved with your own discovery of who you are, why you're here on this planet to do the work you're doing um, and maybe moving into work that you'd love to do. Uh, this conversation will be really helpful for you as you try to navigate those things and even 
if you're trying to figure out how you can take your creativity and take it to the marketplace, um, this is an, a great episode for you to be thinking about some of the, um, the things you need to be doing and leaning into. So without further ado, here is my creative chat with Scott Landis. Well, Scott, welcome to the Creative Chats podcast. Thanks for being here today. My pleasure. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. So I am excited to talk to you today about a couple of things. Um, obviously, you know, we talk about creativity here all the time on this podcast. And so just to explore what that looks like in your life. Uh, but we also have, you know, a, a common ground in habits and talking about just the importance of how we show up for ourselves and the systems we put in place and just some goal setting and things of that nature. Um, so before we get too far into some of that conversation, why don't you just in your own words, uh, tell us who you are and what you do. Well, I'm uh, married about uh, 20 some years uh, to my high school sweetheart. We have uh, we have three kids, a college kid, high school kid, and a junior high kid. And uh, we have a couple of businesses. She, My wife does uh, primarily uh, fitness coaching. I do primarily um, business coaching. I do some relationship coaching as well. Um, but being a married entrepreneur with kids at home is uh, keeps me busy. And I used to have hobbies. I used to fly airplanes. I used to play music. I used to uh, do some snowboarding. Uh, some of those things are coming back as the kids are getting older, but, uh, but, but yeah, I, I'm pretty much focused on, on, uh, been, been an entrepreneur since 2001. So I've been kind of like, uh, launching businesses since then the, the current iteration of the business, uh, for the last 10 years or so. And, um, so focused on raising, uh, three kids and a business all at the same time while keeping my wife incredibly happy. She's so <laughs> happy. She's blissful. That's Don't ask stuff. her that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's all those challenges that certainly go into the mix when you're trying to do those things and, and people, um, you know, I'm, I'm thankful that we have more conversation these days around entrepreneurship and what that looks like. Um, and mm -hmm. how varied it can be sometimes too, uh, especially in the online space and that there's access to this information and stories and people talking more about their experiences. Um, because I think more and more people are gravitating towards that. And even if it looks different than somebody else. I think there's something we can all learn from each other's experience and journeys. So, um, you know, I think it's, I it's good that we have these conversations. Yeah. So when you, when you figured out like, okay, you want to be an entrepreneur, um, like what did that look like? Were you doing something completely different and then thought to yourself, well, here's a direction I want to go in and I kind of want to do my own thing. Um, it was there overlap of like you having to do a day job, so to speak, and then jumping into, you know, what you do now. I mean, tell us a little bit of that story. Yeah. Uh, so it was a, um, not really an overlap. It was, uh, an all-in kind of thing, you know, the cliche burn the boats kind of thing, uh, where I was I was working. First of all, I, I have a degree in psychology. I, I was uh, I was going to be an airline pilot, and then you were supposed to have a four-year degree to do that. Well, the, by the time I got done with school, I was um, kind of burnt out on both things, and I'd like, oh, okay, I'll 
I'll finish my psychology path later. And I was in uh, a great position at uh, at a big company, uh, uh, a GE company, and I was in management and was looking at this career path that looked pretty good and lucrative. And so I was like, oh, I'm just going to do this. And uh, seven years into to that kind of corporate, you know, certainty, 401k mm-hmm. structured approach, uh, there was a, a downsizing and closing of the place where I was. And I had the opportunity to relocate, but uh, I took a severance package with uh, with a call from my insurance agent saying, hey, I think you might be a good fit for the insurance game. So and and I had always already been interested in like financial stuff, financial planning. So I saw this as a um, as a good entryway into something that kind of was uh, a brewing passion of just being very interested in, you know, retirement planning and financial planning, all that. Uh, so I didn't really know anything. I didn't really know anything about entrepreneurship. Um, it was sort of like, uh, going in blindly. Uh, it wasn't really a perfectly planned thing. It was just like a guy said, Hey, I think you would be good for this. And I had the severance package kind of safety net. And, uh, I just kind of followed the breadcrumbs and kind of just blindly went into it. Uh, I kind of am a ready shoot aim kind of guy. Uh, (laughs) So I I figured it out since then. (laughs) Still figuring it out. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting that you um, just follow these breadcrumbs, right? And, and so as you lean into that, and I'm sure, you know, you could attest to the fact that even in within entrepreneurship, when you're focused on the thing that you're doing, there's an evolution that happens, right? Um, That as you learn and grow and and refine things even as you change as a person a little bit things can become more aligned i guess with what feels a little more um on target i guess you could say right um has that been Mm -hmm. true of your experience as well yeah i think you know certainly the path of entrepreneurship has been a path of self-discovery uh not that I hadn't done any of that before, but uh, it, it definitely is a, it, it kind of forces you. It puts a spotlight on all of these things. Like you have to really do a lot of self-assessment and a lot of failing and a lot of like, um, you know, what went wrong there? How could I improve? You're constantly like, you know, there's that term, uh, constant never-ending improvement. You're doing that as an entrepreneur. I think um, at least that's been my path. And so over, over that course of that, you know, couple decades, um, I have really done a lot of work on, you know, what is my purpose? What Mm -hmm. is, what am I passionate about? You know, I got right off the bat into the insurance and financial services realm. And I realized I didn't really love the, um, the property and casualty, kind of business. I was gravitating more to the financial planning side, but the company I was with was just kind of launching. So that, that was exciting for me. And, um, you know, at at, hindsight being 2020, as I look back, I realize you know, the thing that has always been constant is I like, I'm growth oriented. I like to Mm. see and help people grow. I like to look at 
uh, you know, some of the skill set that's that's developed over that time is I as I've been better and better and better. And I would say I've reached a mastery level of looking into someone, you know, asking really deep questions. You know, I constantly been told, you know, I never been asked that question before. Or, That's a really good question. Or, you know, uh, I've never thought of it like that. And, you know, and my, my, my soul is just wanting to uh, really look into where people are holding themselves back and help them grow. So I can see why I was so attracted to the financial services, you know, you know, financial planning type of space. And then um, I had a couple of detours and then I got into uh, business coaching. And and, I, and that was another thing where I was just sort of recruited. Somebody said, hey, I think you should be a business coach. And I'm like, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> but they, they said, well, I'll show you, but you would be perfect. And I'm like, okay, sounds good if you think so. Um, but it was a year into actually doing the business of business coaching that I realized, oh my gosh, this is so perfect for, uh, for what I love to do. Uh, what is inside me, you know, what mm -hmm. just, I just, the, 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 the way to say it is, you know, the thing that I can't not do, right. I right. just always do this thing. Like, you know, if I'm at a social gathering and you want to talk about the weather or sports, I kind of get uninterested, but if you want to talk about like, you know, more deep things, like what are you passionate about? Then, you know, I, I will be engaged all night long. Right. Like that, that's yeah. my, that's my jam. So, uh, yeah, I don't know if I answered your question. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's what came out. Well, and just for those who are listening who may be like, okay, you know, I've heard of a business coach, um, but I don't quite know exactly. What does that person do? Like, how do you help people and who do you help? Um, well, yeah, I mean, that's a broad question. I'll say, I'll say, you know, specifically who I work with is, you know, tips tends to be married entrepreneurs or business leaders who have kids at home. And I, and I specialize in that niche because, uh, those people are super busy, right? It's hard to be married. It's hard to, you know, raise kids. It's hard to grow a business or lead a business and teams. Um, and, put those three things together and there's some specialty I think that I, I bring to the table for those particular people. But business coaching in general is um, you know, helping a, a business owner or an entrepreneur who might feel the pains of being stuck or uh, unfulfilled or um, you know, frustrated or you know, might have a cash flow issue. Uh, so it's it's kind of taking a look at where, uh, things are and 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 then finding out where they want to go, what's their goals, and then helping them get there. And the helping them get there is, you know, business isn't rocket science. It's usually, you know, pretty predictable things, uh, but systems and teams and processes. These are things that we know, you know, you can read the e-myth and or a book like Traction and and know what to do, but a coach is somebody you bring alongside you to say, hey, sometimes I'm my own worst enemy. Uh, sometimes I'm probably it's my my thinking, my belief system, uh, which other in other words is BS. My BS is you know um, my own worst enemy, and it would be helpful to have somebody to process this stuff with. Maybe point out with uh, some some really good questions you know, challenging questions, like some, some flawed thinking and help me to think at a higher level. I just hired a, a coach recently because my business is, you know, in, in a place where it's going from a kind of a sustainable level to a scaling, um, kind of scaling beyond myself. 
2023 here. So I, I recognize, oh, I'm going to need to be a different kind of business leader, a different kind of thinker from a business perspective, a different kind of business mind than I was. I've been a solo entrepreneur, um, you know, building uh, a lot of courses and a lot of, you know, stuff to serve my clients. I'm going into a realm of leading other people and, you know, duplicating processes. I should probably get a coach that can help me change my thinking. So I've been, I've been intentional about that. I, I, practice what I preach and I, you know, mm -hmm. hire coaches to come alongside me. Um, well, a year ago, I, I hired a sales coach. So, I mean, different kinds of coaches for different kinds of things, but it's yeah. always about, you know, helping you achieve those goals that maybe you're, you, you know, you could probably figure it out on your own, but it's helps you get there faster usually. Yeah. Yeah. And to borrow somebody else's lenses and experience, right? Because I mean, it sounds like to me that you've, you've lived it first in a, in a sense, and you're sharing from your own experiences with people and saying, listen, you know, um, these aren't just uh, methods and principles that are in a book somewhere, but these are actually things that you've lived out that you have real world experience with that you can help people navigate. Uh, and like you said, probably quicker than they would and maybe more successful than on their own. Um, and, you know, as you're talking about these things, I'm thinking to myself, like, even in terms of creativity, like you're creating a business, you're creating this um, you know, schedule and this life that you want to live. Um, and some of these things are almost like the ingredients or the tools that you, you pull in. And, you know, as you mentioned last year, having to hire a business coach for, um, sales, knowing, mm -hmm. okay, this is the season for that. And here's the correct tool, if you will, for that. And now mm -hmm. as you go into this year, there's, there's a shift to something else and another area of focus because it's continuing to grow and breathe and evolve. And it's a creative thing, right? So mm -hmm. what helps someone know what they need to do for a right next step? You know, like if they're in your situation where they're like, well, do I need uh, something to focus on sales? Do I need something on, on, you know, another area, like, how do you help somebody figure out maybe what a right next step is? You know, it's, it's interesting that, uh, I think my, from, from experience and, and working with people, people are really good at articulating what they don't want. And I know that because oftentimes one of the first questions I ask them is what do you want? What do you want to create? What do you want to manifest? What do you want to have? And then they go on and tell me all these things that they don't want. They tell me all of these things they're trying to avoid. They tell me about their problems. And then I say, again, what do you, what do you want? What are you trying to create? And it's interesting how clarifying, you know, just ask, having somebody like say, wait a second, all you're telling me is what you don't want. What do you actually want? So you know, my, my mind goes there because to answer your question, I mean, I think you have to really understand what it is you're trying to create. Um, you know, I mean, I, I don't always think about it this way, but since I'm talking to you, it's making me think of, you know, if, if it's like visioning what you want to put on the canvas, uh, I think that's a great metaphor, right? The, the, what do you, you got to visualize, right? If you can't mm -hmm. visualize what you want to create in your business or, or a process or a position or a system or a team member, a new hire, if you can't visualize exactly all the details of it and the clearer you can see it, the better. But if you can't, if you can't visualize, if you haven't even thought about what you want to create, uh, then 
you are not going to create that, right? So, but if on, on the other hand, if you can visualize it, if you if you can see it with crystal clarity, and to the degree that you can see it, and like even like see yourself in it, and you know see it in color and see it, um, uh, see how you might be different in that picture. I think the more you can visualize that the easier it's going to be to create it. And then you can say, okay, well, now that I see that perfect image, like I often use this with my clients. I, 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 um, I talk about that being the mirror and looking at themselves. So they've got this, you know, maybe a distorted mirror, you know, like they see in the, in the image, the vision of themselves in that thing they want to create. Uh, and they can easily look back and see what they aren't mm -hmm. yet, right? So they can con contrast, okay, so who do I need to be? Who's the image of me in that vision? And then um, and then they can they can start to see what's missing, what's not working, what do they need to start doing? What do they need to stop doing? Um, I think, you know, I think that's uh, obviously a, a simple a simple idea, but it's you know very, very challenging and, you know, walking it out is um, is obviously very challenging as well. There's a lot of you know nuances to that, but I think that's sure. the big picture answer. Yeah, yeah, and I love how, you know, it's it's like using your imagination in a different way, uh, and and especially like being that we're talking about you know creativity and and the creative folks who are listening who maybe they're visual artists and they want to build a business around that or they're a musician or they're whatever other creative expression but they want to monetize that and so often i think you you hit the nail on the head where it's thinking about those things visualizing like that that's part of a process that people usually carry for their um their art right their creativity that they're they're working on but not in terms of thinking oh my business is actually like another blank canvas or, you know, my life is another blank canvas. What are the elements? Yeah. What do I want this to look like? And getting a vision for what you want in that. Um, I don't think there's a lot of people who talk about that, nor do I think that's something that's taught much. Um, and so I think it's it's important that you've brought that to light because for the creative person who's used to visualizing when it comes for their artwork, to just shift that and go, okay, now I need to apply this process, but in a different realm. Um, I think that maybe gives better handles for somebody to know how to navigate that. Um, so I just want to highlight that because I think that's, that's important. Um, mm -hmm. And then like, you know, from there, um, like what, when, when somebody is trying to, um, to then engage with this process and say, okay, well now maybe I have a better idea of what it is that I want to visualize. Um, are there any other practical things that you would uh, suggest that someone try in terms of not just the, the visualizing, maybe writing this down or making a vision board or something like that, but like, mm -hmm. what are what are maybe a couple of steps that someone could take to help actually get some actionable items in this? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, when, uh, when I got started into uh, the business coaching realm, I learned about something, you know, I, I started hearing about this thing called strategic planning, and I'd never heard about it before. Uh, and, and it sounds cool. And I'm like, what is this strategic planning thing that businesses do? And then, and then I, I, I learned about it. And then I started 
uh, facilitating a process that, um, you know, that best performing companies do, they, they, you know, typically quarterly, annually and quarterly, you know, they do this process where they get the whole team together and they, and they talk about the thing, things like the, the core values of the company, the purpose, the why, you know, Simon Sinek is the famous, you know, start with why mm-hmm. guy, right. Yep. And, um, you know, how all the different companies, they, they, that, that the best companies, they start with why. And, um, and then, you know, what, what's our, you know, if, if we can live out our purpose, if this organization can live out a purpose, what's the mission that we can accomplish in the next, you know, 10 years. Um, and, and then it just kind of works backwards down to, okay, well, if all that, if all that was to be true, or, or if all that actually, you know, is is going to be guaranteed what do we what do we need to do in the next year to make sure that that happens and then if that if that year is absolutely knock it out of the park and we accomplish everything what do we need to do this quarter and then it comes down to what are the daily habits uh that we need to do to make that inevitable so when again when i uh when i got started in that realm my kids were younger then right now i've got the college and high school and junior high well they were all in you know some in diapers and some some in grade school yeah. um when i first learned this process and we were in the midst of uh life is different you know um you know we spent uh, 5 years together before we started having kids well married uh, we were together another 7 years before that so we had pretty much a decade of just like being together as as a couple and then these kids came along and that's a different thing so we were missing some strategy you know and some tactics to to live it out and i saw oh gosh um you know the organizing factor uh that that i see companies do like when you take a company a team of people that work together through that process they gel and they get excited and they accomplish more they they have good clarity and focus on what they want to accomplish you know they support each other um you know the teamwork and camaraderie goes through the roof i'm like okay i need some of that in my household and so we started doing some of those things um, so, so that's kind of been my obsession in my, in my coaching practice, you know, for the last decade, you know, I, I take clients through that, but, uh, to, to go all the way to like the most practical thing you can do is again, if, if you have that full life vision, if you have that, if you can get a vision and, a, and, you know, understand your purpose and your core values. And you bring it all back down to like, okay, what are the daily habits that are going to make sure that I accomplish all of that, that I really, really want to uh, see happen? Uh, what affects your habits the most is, well, is your behavior, right? Your behavior and your habits are are tied. What ha- what creates your behavior is, is your, your feelings, your emotions, your mood, the way you act and react. Like if somebody comes, walks in the room and says something or somebody you're driving down the freeway and somebody, you know, cuts you off or gets in the lane in front of you, uh, the way you feel in that moment, if you're full of love and joy and peace, that's not, that's going to be a non-factor. But if you're full of frustration and anger and uh, 
uncertainty and doubt and all the those, those things, that person goes in front of you, you might lose your mind over mm-hmm. it, right? Yeah. So the same stimulus is going to affect you in different ways, depending on your mood or your emotions, your set of emotions. Well, so we know that behavior comes out of how do you, how you feel, but how you feel is 100% reliant on what you are thinking, what you're focused on, uh, what your belief system is, what your story is. Are you being the victim or the victor uh, in your mindset? So at the end of the day, what I get obsessed about and very excited and passionate about, as you can tell, is working with people's thoughts because it's actually your thinking and your BS, your belief system that affects everything else that you accomplish or create in this life, whether it be business or family or or your art, I would imagine. You can yes. tell me if that's true. Um, but your thinking is where it's all at. And that's where uh, I really get, you know, I get very, very obsessed and very passionate about working with people on what their thinking is and challenging some of those assumptions or beliefs that maybe aren't serving them. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really powerful because so many times, you know, I know until more recent years and more talk about affirmations and about examining our thoughts, I think there was a a sense of, well, my thoughts are just my thoughts. Like I don't, you know, it's almost like you're a passenger to some degree in what's happening in your thoughts and in in that realm of your life. Um, But then realizing like, oh, actually that's an area at which I have control over or I can have control over. And mm-hmm. I can be very intentional about what I'm feeding my mind. Not, you know, and, and sometimes we, we, um, we've heard that in terms of like education or uh, entertainment, but I think there's, there's that realm of what we're feeding ourselves, even with the self-talk and the things that we believe, like you said, belief systems and um, things that maybe are running that we're unaware of because of how we grew up or where we grew up or any sort of uh, set of circumstances um, and ex- actually examining those things. Um, mm-hmm. I think that that's, you know, definitely uh, a powerful thing when we can start to enter those conversations and get some traction in those places. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, in, in terms of uh, actual habits, you know, that you mentioned, yes, there's, starting with the thinking, right? Um, Even Mm -hmm. for me realizing on my own journey of like, okay, when I wanted to return to my art again, after being away for so long, it started with that thought of, can I even do this? And what would this look like? And so, and then setting intentions and setting Mm -hmm. specific measurable goals of like, okay, I need to start small. How, how does that work with my life right now? What does that look like? You know, and even how you talked before about you know, depending upon what season you're in, if you have small kids or if you have, if they get older, you know, your time fluctuates, your, your needs fluctuate um, and schedules fluctuate. So knowing enough to take assessment on those things. Um, so in terms of like the actual habits of stuff, like, can you give us maybe like one thing of maybe it's connected to the, the thought, right? Of here's something you need to be thinking. What's a habit connected to that? What does that look like? So, um, I mean, the habits depend on what what you're wanting to accomplish. So um, do you want to give me an example of what somebody might want be wanting to accomplish? Like what's the end goal? Well, let's say health, business. Yeah, sure. Let's say that um, for the sake of the, the audience, uh, let's say that they want to make a living from their creativity. 
And so ah. they're, they're looking for how do I take something that was personal and now bring it into the business realm? Will people buy this? I don't know. Will, will, the, will I be good enough? You know, all those navigating that yes. space. Yep. Cool. Yeah. I've actually um, walked with uh, a budding entrepreneur, artist turned budding entrepreneur. I've actually walked with uh, one or two of those. So I have some experience of kind of coaching with those people. Um, but I, I think, you know, the first thing is, is, uh, you know, when you're thinking about what habits, because, <clears throat> because there's a formula, right? If you can distill down to what are the daily habits, there's, there's great books on this, like Atomic Habits by James yes. Clear. Mm -hmm. There's, you know, the compound effect, uh, there's uh, so the slight edge. These are my favorites when it comes down to kind of like the science of habits. But if you can distill it down to like, what are a list of five to 10 things that if I do every day, the the thing is inevitable. So if I want to um, take my my art and my passion and what I'm really good at, what I, what I would do uh, even if I didn't get paid and turn it into something that could give me a viable business for me. Um, you know, the list of the list of habits that would make that happen uh, would be, well, let's say, for example, the, the person I was working with, she, she, she knew that uh, if she was to create an online course, that might be a way that she could monetize her art. She had been, she had done some teaching in the past and she's like, well, I don't know technology. I don't know how to put a course together. I've barely been on a zoom call. And, um, and let's say that one of the habits was, you know, maybe you just have to sit in front of a, uh, a camera and a mic and record, uh, maybe put a, you know, put, put it, put a, um, canvas up and like show your thing. So the daily habit of the daily discipline of doing that, right? Now, I often I often uh, talk to people about, you know, by sheer willpower, if you just say by sheer willpower, I'm going to force myself to do that thing that I haven't done before, that's really uncomfortable, that um, that I'm really uncertain about, that I don't have any guarantee that if I do this, it's going to lead to anything. By sheer willpower, you can overcome all of that psychology that's brewing inside you. Or you can uh, change your thoughts, right? So mm -hmm. there's this concept of the subconscious versus the conscious mind, right? The conscious mind is that willpower. Like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to force myself to do this. I'm going to get up early. I'm going to do the thing. I'm going to do the discipline. That's 5% of your brain. 95% Goliath is against you on that. The, the Goliath brain, the subconscious is the operating system that happens on autopilot. That's the one that's telling you, well, you don't know that this is going to accomplish anything. You're probably not very good at this. It's all that negative self-talk that's happening automatically because you know, you're trying to do something different. The, the, the subconscious brain wants to keep you on autopilot. If you're trying to do something different, your 5% brain is is uh, at a disadvantage to say the least, right? So is it easier to leverage the 5% or the 95%? Obviously we know from physics, we wanna leverage the longer lever arm, right? So how do you change that program? You gotta hack the code. I think about it as like a, a computer operating system, right? The that little spinny thing that happens if your computer slows mm -hmm. down, that's the yeah. operating system that we never think about, but it's behind the scenes. So you've got that in your brain and uh, so let me give 
your audience one little way to hack the code of their operating system. So let's say you want to, um, you know, do this daily discipline of getting in front of a camera, something, something you've never done before, right? Uh, and what what the what the um, practical thing you can do is what is ask yourself what would I have to believe in order for that habit to just become automatic. All right. So what would I have to believe? Another way of saying it, I like to follow it up immediately with what would anyone have to believe in order for that habit to become inevitable? Because if you do, um, if you, if you get to this place where you believe that, you know, anyone, like maybe, maybe you, uh, Maybe it's too much to think of yourself as that, but you go, hmm, what would anyone have to believe? Well, the people that are already in front of a camera creating um, online courses, they they know. They know that that's the difference between me and them is they know that by getting in front of a camera and, and putting that content out there, that they're going to produce some revenue. They're going to sell those courses. I don't know that. Hmm. Ah, okay. But but what if what if I did know that? If I absolutely knew that, then it would be no problem. This thing that would be so hard for me to do by sheer willpower, all of a sudden, if I did know it, then it would just be easy. Mm -hmm. And 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 that's you know that's the first like uh, aha right like okay so all I have to do is know it. So then there's some challenging to that right. But but at least now you're pulling on that bigger lever arm and making it easier for yourself. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of times too, we're looking for the confidence to come first and that we can follow yeah. that into whatever the activity is when really it happens the other way around. The confidence mm -hmm. comes by showing up and by putting into practice and by gaining experience and real world data to say, oh, actually this will work. And yeah, I'm going to have some moments where I'm floundering and things don't go right. And, but I'm going to build on those experiences. Um, and it's funny because, you know, that's, that can be in so many different areas, even within our businesses or creativity, because, you know, I had to, to figure that out in terms of my visual art, but then I also had to refigure that out when I thought about, okay, I'm going to start a podcast. Well, how do I podcast? I don't know. I'm just diving in and figuring it out. Right. And now here we are like about three years or so uh, later, and I've done it every week. And it's the more you do it, the more natural it becomes. And then the more confident you can be. And then even in terms of talking about what it is that you do, um, how you show up and represent yourself in the marketplace or in you know interviews or whatever. Uh, again, it goes back to just doing more, setting yourself up for those opportunities to practice it. And then it starts to solidify more and more. Um, so I appreciate you, what you said about that, uh, because I think there's, there's such truth there and we can't get that backwards thinking, well, if I'm not confident in that, then I can't strike out, you know, I mean, have you seen that in play with people that you work with? Yeah, absolutely. And, and um, one thing I think would be really helpful because I think uh, a lot of people struggle with the value, mm -hmm. like uh, I've never charged a high ticket for what I do. Yes. Right. Uh, if, if you can get over that, the, like, what would people pay for your, your art, your creative process, your service, your, you know, whatever perspective change you can bring to people, what would they pay for that? 
uh, a lot of people struggle with that. Like if you're trying to get into a revenue producing space, that's going to be a, a huge one. And, um, you know, doing that process to, to really get past that, like, um, self-doubt, like why would anybody pay, you know, X number of dollars for, for what I do? Well, yeah. you know, the, the equally valid question is why would anybody not pay that? Why wouldn't anybody not pay that times 10? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just start yeah. thinking different. And then, and then, you know, your identity starts to shift. Yes. Yeah. I remember James Clear um, talking about that, like it being not just about outcomes and results, but really the shift in identity. Like what would it look yeah. like for the person who uh, shows up every day to, you know, practice the piano, you know, or somebody who plays really well, you know, what, what kind of um, activities and habits do, would that person have? And so it's, it shifts from simply, well, I just want to show up and play the piano every day. Uh, which is a little bit too like open-ended and loose to what does that person look like who plays every single day for you know whatever mm-hmm. an hour or, or or such you know and then going okay now that i've identified what that person looks like and i can identify what those habits are now i can start to put them into place so i can become that type of person believe that i am that type of person um yeah so it's that's a different mindset for sure mm-hmm. yeah. yep and and I, I like to add the the piece, and I actually got this from from a coach of mine that um, you know, this word of to make it inevitable. Like if I if I if I got my mindset to a place where you know I might be able to do it, you know, that's not very powerful. But if I get my if I can get to a place where I'm like, um, here here's an exercise that I that I had from personal per, experience where um, there's this concept in marketing called an offer stack. I don't know if you've heard mm-hmm. that, but but basically you could say, okay, I've got my, you know, my product and it's X dollars. Uh, or you can, you can say, I've got this, this offer that includes the product plus this other stuff that actually makes it that much better. Like there's this and there's this and there's this and there's this. And, and um you know, by the time you, you look at that, you know, you looked at, I was selling this, um, this, you know, this hour of coaching for a couple hundred bucks over here. Now I'm selling this service that includes the the hour of coaching, of course, but also includes this course and this course and this workbook and this process and this group experience. And, um, my, from my own experience, I went from like, I don't know if I could charge a couple hundred bucks for that and going to like, I feel like really confident about selling this for a thousand dollars, you know, and, 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 but I'm only going to charge a couple hundred for it. And all of a sudden I realize that I've overcome that, you know, I think I can maybe do it to a place where I know it's inevitable. Like I've made this thing such a value, this stacked value so high that I, it's inevitable. Why would people not buy it? Right. Why would mm-hmm. people not want that? Uh, so anyways, kind of a, kind of a couple of different ways to get to that point about if you can get to a place where you feel like it's inevitable, you know, you, you've basically convinced yourself like, okay, that is the new identity. That is the new process. That is the, the new habits that, you know, if it's inevitable, I'm excited to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And that gives a new vision for yourself um, and a new version of yourself, you know, for some cases um, that it is possible. And that breaks you out of that cycle of 
rinse and repeat. Things just never seem to work for me. And I keep trying different things and everything's failing. And just, you know, that, that continuation of uh, negative and fail and stuck. And, you know, there needs to be a pattern interrupter in there to get you thinking mm. differently, to get you doing differently. And like you said, identifying differently so that this is really who I am, my identity at the core, um, that mm. I am someone capable and can, who can produce some things that are will fulfill me, right? We were talking before about just, you know, briefly about the, um, the significance and the passion that's tied in, but then mm -hmm. also doing something in a way that not only fulfills me, but then also serves people around me, brings value and helps, right? I mean, I think that's the sweet mm -hmm. spot, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Would, would you say that you work with people who perhaps they've built something uh, and come to a certain point where they've realized, oh, I'm building the wrong thing, right? Uh, maybe there's been misalignment. Maybe they weren't really passionate about or something wasn't authentic for them. And they've gotten mm -hmm. to this place where they've built something. Maybe it's even successful and they're feeling chained to it and saying now, oh, hold up. What I really want to do is now mm -hmm. over here. Um, I need mm -hmm. to pivot. I need to shift. But yet I still need to maintain this thing because I feel like mm -hmm. this is where my money's coming from. Like, have you coached anybody through that space? And like, how, how, do, how does somebody navigate that so that they're not obviously neglecting the thing that they want to go towards that may be more aligned with their passion um, and yet not feeling stuck in something they've created that they've outgrown or been misaligned with? Yeah, I mean, that's probably something I help people with more than anything. Uh, mm -hmm. I've been through that with so many clients. One of, one of my, one of my favorite stories, one of my favorite clients is, um, you know, a dentist and, and uh, he built a successful practice, um, you know, by all accounts, one of the most successful people in his town. And, um, you know, but he, he came to me when he was completely burnt out and saying, Oh, I'm totally out of this thing. I don't like dentistry. I don't like this. I don't like that. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> funny thing, he was actually looking at getting into insurance and financial services. The very thing that, uh, I started my entrepreneurial journey with, um, uh, because somebody said, Hey, I think you'd be good for this, you know, similar, similar kind of lead in, <laughs> but, um, it doesn't really matter the situation. Uh, I can think of, you know, a good five, 10 come pop, popping in my mind, but it, what it is the the, the fundamental question is that, that people come to me with is I'm not sure what to do. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't know what to do. And, and then what, what we tend to go to is um, the question is not what should you do? The question is who you are. And that goes back to that strategic planning process. In fact, my flagship course that I created is called the Alignment Operating System. And it's all about how do we align your habits, your, your schedule, your, your faith, your fun, your family, your, your business. Everything needs to be into alignment with who you are. And where those people are fundamentally is dissatisfied with uh, they're basically the, the diagnosis, in my opinion, is they are out of alignment with who they are. So if we can say, okay, let's forget about what to do for a second. You've got all these options. 
and none of them seem super clear. You know, it's it's like it seems like you have an either or, which is a dilemma, right? That's not options. That's a dilemma. Right. That's a problem. Um, so let's go to who you are, and and it's that same strategic planning process applied to a life, to a leader's life, right? That that says, okay, what is the core values of of who you are? Now, a, a kind of a quick study on core values is. It's not who you wish you were. You know, I wish I could fly like Superman. I wish I could, you know, go faster than a speeding bullet. I'm not that, right? Who are you is is the the answer to that is the set of core values. You know, what are the things that that um that, you know, that get you very passionate, like get your attention? What are the things that um that you can't not do, right? Those are sort of your core values. Those are the ways to get to your core values. But once you have the description of who you are by your core values, out of that is a clear purpose. Now, here's the the real secret. Uh, You didn't come up with your core values. So who did? There's there's a, uh, a design to your gifts, skills, and abilities. Each one of us has a unique purpose because we have a unique set of gifts, skills, and abilities and gifting that, you know, a lot of times to help people figure out this, who am I question? Uh, we go back to, you know, tell me about before you were eight years old, like mm-hmm. what, what comes up, you know, what was the first time you remember being excited about something? What is the first time you remember being broken hearted about something? It goes back to like way, way back. So you didn't come out with this. You were designed that way. I mean, uh, the, the metaphor I always use is there's, you know, there's a clock on the wall and, but it's a beautiful clock. So we might call it art. We might say, you know, that's so ornate and, you know, beautiful and captivating. It's actually art, but we know it's a clock only if we can see the design features of it, that it has, you know, some indicators to tell us, uh, you know, at least up and down, you know, maybe, maybe it has four, maybe it has 12, maybe it has 60, but it has some indicators on it. And then it has, you know, one thing longer than the other that we call hands. So it's, we can tell that beautiful piece of art is actually designed to be a time teller because it's, it's design features. People are the same way. I can tell what you are created to do by the design features, the gifts, skills, and abilities are the clues. And to get to the end of the point, sorry to be on a soapbox, but uh, but basically if we can get to that place where we can say, okay, now we can see who you are, your design features. When you know that's a clock, you know exactly the next answer is what does it do? Oh, it tells time. How do I know? Because it's a clock. Right. So if we can get to the place where we say, oh, I know what you're meant to do now, your purpose, your purpose on your finite time on this planet is so obvious after we've done the work to find out your unique gifting. It just it just tells the story. And then all of a sudden you go back to, well, I don't know if I should be in dentistry or your financial planning. At the end of the day, all those big questions don't seem to matter so much because now you are just operating in your gifting whether you're in dentistry or financial planning. And sometimes you realize, oh, I can do all of this and I can Mm -hmm. go fly airplanes and I can go, you know, start a nonprofit and I can go, you know, do some mission work in Africa because now I know who I am. It's obvious. So Mm -hmm. the stressful question goes away and they just like start to live it out. 
Yeah. Yeah. I love that description of it. And, and, uh, I know I've been through that process myself and figuring mm -hmm. out like it's for me, I drilled down too early into thinking, Oh, uh, visual art is the thing. That's my purpose. That's my, that's, that's what I do. Mm -hmm. Um, and while that's an expression of what I do and certainly an area of interest and, and talent and skill, um, that's not the end all be all. It's actually what's behind that. And it took me a while to mm -hmm. uncover what that was and what that looked like. And, you know, that's i think really helpful also for people who have multiple creative expressions or interests that they don't yes. get stuck on one particular thing and feel like because you know i know at one point in my life i thought well if i'm giving attention to you know visual art then the music side of me is starving and i feel like there's a plate i need to spin over here and then try and go over here and spin this plate and then I go over here and and there's always somebody who's crying out for my attention that i'm not giving it and yeah. it felt it felt yeah. fragmented as opposed to oh no those are actually all facets of me and things that i may move mm -hmm. in and out of depending upon the season of my life and certain interests and, and available time etc um but it's connected to that greater identity and purpose um and so mm -hmm. i think when you start to uncover that and unlock that there's tremendous clarity and alignment that comes that you won't experience unless you do that work of, of excavation, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, you make such a good point about, um, it's actually one of the warning signs in my, uh, uh, my alignment operating system course. It, it has this chapter about warning signs of this process. And that's the very first one, is the thing that you think, you know, it's like me, uh, Oh, I know my purpose. It's a, I'm, I'm a business coach. No, no. You know, my, I know my purpose. I'm a plumber. No, that's not it. Or I'm a pastor or whatever it is. I'm a, I happen. So here's my purpose. My, my purpose is to help people break free from the lies and strongholds that are holding them back so they can awaken to their true potential in their life. That's my purpose. Now I get to do that, whether I'm having a, you know, a conversation at a cocktail party or in my role as a business coach, or hopefully making that impact through the podcast here. Mm -hmm. But your purpose is is not the 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 role. You know, I get to do that as a husband. I get to do that as a father. So there's a difference between roles or job titles and your purpose, right? And so um, when we kind of get the the lenses, when we start to see, oh, I, I'm so excited because I finally, for the first time, I really know what I'm supposed to do here on this planet and then the first thing that comes along you're like okay i'm gonna be an artist you know or you know, whatever it is it's um it, it's it's a little different right uh the 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 role or the title is just one expression of that purpose mm -hmm. yeah yeah love it love it and you know all these things that we're talking about you know obviously you're you're helping people navigate these things and um just as we come to the the close of our time together i know you have an opportunity that you would love to extend to people so that they can be part of this kind of um strategic planning that can help them put some specifics in place so can you tell us a little bit about what's that opportunity and, and how can people take advantage of that yeah so I'm, i've been i mentioned a couple times here um the strategic planning process that i learned from the business world the corporate world and i've created a uh, a version of it that works really well for even a you know a stay-at-home mom or a solo entrepreneur or a business leader who in his business may be doing strategic planning with his team but he can still use this process and so i do it quarterly um for for my um, 
for my, I have a offering called Awaken Life Academy. And so we, part of the process of Awaken Life Academy is these quarterly strategic planning sessions. And it, and it comes with, uh, besides a walkthrough, a live group, uh, kind of group coaching walkthrough uh, comes with a strategic planning tool where you can like document your your core values, your mission, your vision, all the way down to those daily habits and everything in between uh, that we're that we're doing again on March 29th. So um, I want to offer it to your audience that they can come and just come and register for free, be my guest. You know, maybe mention that you're on the podcast and. Um, and uh, yeah, you can go to my website is awakenedlife.com, awakenedlife.com. So it's awakenedlife.com slash strategic will take you to the page where you can register for the March 29th. And if you miss that one, you know, we're doing it every quarter. So awakenedlife.com slash strategic, depending on when you hear this, uh, you know, be my guest and come uh, check out that process. Awesome. Awesome. And we'll be sure to put that in the show notes. So you can find that very easily. And uh, I want to thank you for the the opportunity that you're extending for people to take advantage of that and highly want to encourage people to make sure that they do invest in themselves in that way. Um, because this is the type of stuff that no one's going to make you do any of this stuff. But when you choose yourself, when you when you finally say, I'm going to take an actionable step, and this is an actionable step, uh, then you're on the path to unlocking some things that are so much greater and bringing that clarity, bringing that alignment. So thank you, Scott. I really appreciate that. Yeah. yeah and I think it will uh, dovetail very nicely with your daily habit journal that you, that I'm sure a lot of people that, that you, that are listening are familiar with and using it'll, it'll help you like identify what you want to do with those daily habits. So I think it's a, a great fit. That's kind of why I thought it'd be good for your audience. Yeah, absolutely. Well, again, I want to thank you so much for our time today and for the conversation around the things we've had here. Um, I know that, um, you know, as people listen and as they look to become more aligned, look to become better versions of themselves, more creative people, um, a lot of the tools and the things that you've offered today are great moments for them to lean in and learn and grow. And so uh, thank you for providing resources and just sharing your experiences, your, your wisdom with us today. Um, so... Thank you, Scott. Really appreciate it. Yeah, it's been my pleasure, Mike. I really appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks for listening today. I'd appreciate if you would subscribe, leave a rating and a review. It really helps this podcast be seen and heard by others.